Hey, good morning, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with another new face in the clubhouse. Gosh, I feel like I'm saying that all the time, but it's another new face in the clubhouse, a team that we haven't talked about. Now, we've had a couple of Yankee fans on, so now we're going to flip the script. We're going to have a Red Sox fan on. So, Mike, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Bill. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. So bad. I'm glad that glad to have you on it. Just so that you know, Mike's got his daughter today, so she may participate in the podcast. Depends on the answers that Mike gives, she'll dictate whether or not she likes it or not. Okay, so exactly. For you top and fans, we are truly going, you know, new, family so. friendly today, and I love it. So, so Mike, I, I stole your thunder. You're a Red Sox fan, but give me some experiences. Tell me why you became a Red Sox fan. Oh, man. Well, growing up in Boston, like uh, you either are a Red Sox fan because your family was or you're a Yankees fan because your family's a Red Sox fan (laughs) and you try to be the contrarian. (laughs) Uh, But thankfully, uh, I stayed in uh, in line and uh, you can see. Yeah, I became uh, a pretty hardcore Boston sports fan uh, following all four major sports, but baseball. to me, you know, the beautiful game uh, is so true to me. I love baseball uh, and love the Red Sox, you know, growing up, cheering, hoping and wishing for that championship. Uh, and then, you know, being of age when they finally got there uh, to be able to celebrate it properly and then to continue to, you know, win championships over the, uh, you know, the last I guess 15 plus years now, uh, you know, it hasn't been a bad thing. <laughs> no, no. And I, and I, I dare to mention it was, I've got an old boss who's a Red Sox fan <clears throat> and he grew up just outside of, of Boston, but he worked most of his career in New York. So he was not the most liked person. And he used to <laughs> with me. Um, once they started, so he brought this up to me not too long ago that once they, he goes, remember in the early 1900s, we won a bunch of world series and then we went flat. And that's what we did in the early 2000s. He goes, are we in for another ride? And I said, I think all the Red Sox fans right now are happy. I mean, you guys got a couple of world series championships. You're good to go. Right. I think ownership is probably a little bit different nowadays than, uh, (laughs) than back in the Yaki days where, uh, Oh, I said a bad word. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) Yeah, uh, where they're 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 committed to to winning uh, right now and to yeah. continue to win. So that's a good thing. But like you said, you know, your buddy who grew up or who's from the Boston area and worked in New York. I went to school at Johnson and Wales in Rhode Island. And that was right, you know, in the early 2000s uh, where they started to contend. So the 2003 playoffs was quite an experience uh to be in that sort of intermingled crowd (laughs) yeah uh in 2003 and then of course in 2004 uh, where they did finally win uh same thing except in reverse where you know the yankee fans were mad at the red sox fans instead of the red sox fans being mad at the yankee fans but it's always interesting I got to tell you, it's always interesting when I travel, especially when I go up to the Bay Area. Everybody knows I'm in Southern California, but I go up to the Bay Area, especially when you fly into a place, you see all the local, like, 
teams, right? And so when I fly into San Francisco, mm-hmm. I see giant stuff, and I'm, I'm I'm prone as a Dodger fan to go, mm, <laughs> right? So you're in Rhode Island, and you're kind of like, wait a second, I'm kind of on their home turf. I can't really say, mm. so right. I got to kind like of right in that right in that that mix. You know, Connecticut claims New York, and you know, New York can have Connecticut, but. Massachusetts and north of New England is pretty solidly Red Sox nation. Yep. Uh, and Rhode Island gets that nice, that nice mix. Nice, uh, I love <laughs> that it. 50-50 mix that we love up here in New England too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, then tell me, favorite players, past and present. Favorite, I should say favorite player, past and present. So they don't have to be Red you know, Sox. I thought but... a lot about I thought a lot about this question, and obviously, you know, with the Red Sox, a legacy team similar to the Dodgers, you know, there there's a lot of history and a lot of uh, legendary players uh, to to choose from, uh, but have to stay within my wheelhouse, uh, and and I narrowed it down to two: uh, Pedroia and Manny are probably my two favorite players of all time for the Red Sox, you know, Pedroia with that, that dirt dog, that, that grit, that, that, that player that you love if he's yours and you hate when he's not. Thankfully he was just always ours. (laughs) Uh, And Manny was just like the most fun player to watch because not only was he a tremendous hitter, but Manny being Manny, the antics of Manny Ramirez was highly entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, trust me. We got it when we got Manny Wood out here. And oh, yeah, it, it was every night you didn't know what was going to happen. And but I have to tell you, it's funny that you mentioned just or Justin Pedroia, because I tell people all the time, if I could build a team around guys like Dustin Pedroia, um, and David Wright, who just laced them up oh, yeah. and played yep. hard every night. You yep. didn't hear about them in the news. They just came. Yep. They were like David Eckstein, little David Eckstein, when he played for the Angels, yep. right? They just showed up and played the game right and played it hard. And it's so sad that their careers got cut short because of injuries. I mean, right. if if you could build a team around nine Dustin Pedroas, you'd win a World Series every stinking year because there how can you not you don't need a guy that hits 40 home runs you need a guy that is going to show up and play the game right and play hard and yeah yeah that that that's exactly the attributes that when i was thinking about it that i landed on to to make pedroia that selection for me uh, you know yeah like I said, he was in my wheelhouse like the 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 years that he played were like my hardcorest Red Sox fandom years, you know, as an adult. No, he's Dustin. Listen, Dustin's that guy that is just, and I tell this everybody when I interviewed the Yankees people, I said, Hey, if you build a team around guys like Dustin Pedroia, even guys like Derek Jeter, right? That just, you know, if they leave the field with no dirt on their jersey and they're not dirty at all means they didn't play that day right they're they're getting dirty somewhere or another so all right ballparks let's switch to ballparks um sure where have you been 
Uh, I have been to Camden Yards. Okay. I've been to uh, Bush Stadium. Okay. The new, uh, I forget if it was actually the new one or the old one. I was there in 2003. No, 2000, sorry, 2001. 2001. Okay. So I don't know if that was the new one or the old one yet. Okay. Or the old one or the new one yet. Uh, I've been to Fulton County and a lovely little ballpark in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island called McCoy Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Pawtucket. You don't get to mention that that often. And obviously, Ben. Right. <laughs> and so, um, have you been into the Bronx? I mean, you're close enough. Have you been to the Bronx? Uh, actually, I've been to Shea. Okay. I've been to Shea, not City. That I do know. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, but no, I've never been to Yankee Stadium. Uh, so I actually went on a uh, long-term hiatus from actually going to games uh, from 2003 mm-hmm. through probably uh, 2016, 15, or 16. Because yeah. every time that I went to a game, they lost. So I ah. self-banned myself. Uh, I never saw the Red Sox win. Uh, so I said, you know what? I'm not going to games anymore. <laughs> there you go. You broke the streak. And then actually it was 2014 when I decided to uh, uh, to go to a game again. So some something 10 or 11 years, I, t- I took a break from attending uh, Red Sox games. But so the, the two games, the book that bookended that self-imposed suspension – we're both pitched by Tim Wakefield, which was kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I like Timmy Wakefield, yeah. man. I know that he gets a little bit of a raw deal because he gave up the home run to Aaron Boone, but he, that guy, it was not his fault. No, he's they like, shouldn't have even abandoned that position. Exactly. And he's, uh, he's ageless. He's kind of like Jamie Moyer. They're just ages, yep. ageless pitcher. They can pitch forever. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, you know, uh, a quintessential Red Sox for a long time. So, you know. Okay. Uh, but I Bam. always thought that was a fun little factoid about that, about that, that it was the back-to-back games. I was like, great. The two games that I go to in 10 years, and they're both the B squad because he always had the guy, you know, the defense behind him was always the guys that, you know, were the, the fill-in guys, you know, the, the utility guys, the bench players, giving the regular guys a day off. Right. B squad. I love it. So, um, favorite ballpark? Oh, Fenway. Okay. I, you know, yeah. I can see that. I, we, yeah. you know, top fans, we were talking before we started recording, and uh, I told Mike about an experience I had at Fenway. And I agree. Fenway is a great park. I've never been to a game there. I need to get to a game there. That's on the bucket list. It's a, it's a, you know, Bush Stadium was, was similar, actually, I remember where it was kind of like a museum within the game, you know, Uh, so you you don't necessarily have to sit in your seat and watch the game the whole time, you can walk around and there's lots of things to see within uh, the, uh, within the park, which is pretty cool. Uh, I actually went to, uh, they did, I think it was for their centennial of Fenway Park, the 100-year anniversary, they did a big open house. Uh, so you were able to walk in and pretty much walk around everywhere in the park. 
except for like in the uh, locker room itself, the home locker room. Mm -hmm. So you could go on the bench, you could go in the monster, you could go on the monster. Uh, you could walk out the tunnel, go to see where the cage was and stuff like that. And that was a really awesome experience uh, to, to, to get that sort of no holds barred kind of look at the park, you know, from the broadcast area to, uh, you know, where, where Tito sat uh, on the bench, you know, Tito's seat there. So it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love those type of tours. I love those type of tours because it's a different fan experience, right? And and you don't realize how much how much goes into a ballpark and how much goes into preparation and things like that. Right. All right. So you have unlimited amount of you've got a month off of work, you've got unlimited resources, your daughter's ready to travel, your spouse is ready to travel, you're ready to go. You're gonna go to five ballparks. Where are you going? Really go to five. Uh Wrigley. Wrigley. Um uh, Anaheim. See the Angels. I guess it's not it's not necessarily about the ballpark though. It's kind of about who I'd want to who I'd want to see play to some of some of them. Because I'm gonna choose Safeco because I'd like okay. to see that park uh where if I can tag in my other uh passion which is wrestling wwe you know being wrestlemania week and everything uh a site for a wrestlemania with safe cope field so i'd yeah, like to yeah, check yeah. that park out um whew, two more now it's going to be tough i tell you it won't be the trop or the call or the oakland coliseum those are the two <laughs> worst ballparks i've been to by the way <laughs> Um, man, maybe, uh, the, the new brain stadium. And you know what? I'd actually like to check out Petco, uh, cause that's kind of a unique park, uh, with the, uh, the building there on, in the left field yeah. wall. Yeah. So if you ever make it out to Anaheim, and you get to Anaheim Stadium, because those are great lists right there. You make it out to Anaheim. Anaheim is famous for not having ballpark food. Like, you can get your peanuts and popcorn and hot dogs, stuff like that. But you can also get Panda Express. You can get, like, it's really weird. They have all kinds. It, it, Angel fans complain about this all the time. Like, you go to a baseball game. Angels like, actually oh. have fans? Yeah, they, they leave in the seventh <laughs> inning, but they have fans. Yeah, I was going to say, Show up in the third, leave in the seventh. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And so Angel fans complain about this all the time because they like, I'm going to a game, but I'm eating at like a mall food court. Um, right. And Petco is awesome because they've built, they built the city around that ballpark. So you and your spouse yeah. and your daughter can go down there. You guys can grab a nice burger if you want to. You can grab some tacos, whatever, outside of the ballpark for reasonably priced. Sit down reasonably priced. The thing about Petco that that always surprises me, and and nobody's agreed with me on this yet because they haven't. I don't think they paid attention to it, but you know, at at Fenway where the lights go east to west, right? The mm -hmm. the lights at Petco they yep. go north to south, and to me Ooh. it looks dark in the stadium. All right, I, I, just to me it looks dark, but it's 
but the lights go north to south, not east to west. And it to me, it's because I've been down there a number of times. One of my good friends lives down there. We always try to catch, you know, a couple of games a season. And so I just started, you know, the first time I went, I said, is it dark in here? Did they not pay the electricity? <laughs> What's going on? So it's right, because all the all the lights are aimed on the field. Is that what it is? And not like you know, across mm-hmm. so that the stands are getting light. Is that what is yeah, that kind pretty of much? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. But do you think that it has to do with the architecture of the building? Like you said, it's the city built around it. So in order to like get those lights in. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is those lights were in before the city built around it. Um, okay. And so it just, to me, so if you, next time you watch a game, so next week obviously is when the season starts. So by the time this drops, by the way, top fans, it, the season will be on. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, on April 7th and 8th, the season starts. Watch a game. If the Padres are ever on a nationally televised game that you can get, watch the night game. And tell me if you think it's a little darker than than what right. you – I usually catch the uh, MLB network, the, the live look-ins and stuff like that, watching MLB tonight. So, yeah, my, exactly. That's probably my favorite show there. <laughs> exactly. It's like Red exactly. Zone Baseball. I have missed that. <laughs> Trust me, it's been, it's like the long, I keep telling everybody on our lives every, because uh, I, I go live usually at 11 o'clock Pacific on Instagram, mm-hmm. keep telling everybody, we need to lobby Congress, the MLB needs, it's America's favorite pastime, we need to lobby Congress, opening day should be a national holiday, because everybody's ditching work anyways, right? Yeah. I'm ditching work, you know, everybody's Agreed. ditching work that day, so, Agreed. you know, right? What do you- what could you say? All right. So we're back on baseball's back on the season starts on the seventh. What are you looking forward to most about this 2022 season? Man, I want, so I'm going to sh- shameless plug here real quick, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge sports card collector. Uh, so I've been following prospects in my sports card group heads up sports cards uh, for a long time so there is a huge crop of rookies that are supposed to be making their debut this season Torkelson, Green, Abrams, uh, Julio Rodriguez uh, and and many many more so to see that's something that I look forward to every year as a as a card collector uh, is seeing these guys that uh, I've been knowing that I've known about for so many years, finally making their debut and seeing what kind of splash that they can make for their team. So I think that's probably one of the uh, biggest things that I'm looking forward to uh, is seeing these, these young kids come up and make an impact. Bobby Witt Jr. Sorry. I didn't, yeah. You know. Yeah. Bobby and the rookies was... from last year too. Yeah. You know, well, Adele, and... Boehm, uh, you know, the, the, just this, just this young crop, this huge crop of young talent that that is going to be infusing the game uh, this year. So, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good talent up, and what's interesting about that good talent that's coming up is it's forcing the the younger generation, the Bigios, the um, the Bichettes, the the Guerreros, right? They have to play to their A game because some of these guys, some of this young talent is going to come up and you know, take their jobs and they're, 
You know, yep. I could see yeah. a guy like and Biggio. they're young talent themselves. They're young talent right. themselves, <laughs> right? But Biggio hasn't so played so up it, to the average that his his dad has, right? I mean, well, he's definitely not. You know, his uh, his hype has not lived up to you know the guy the other the other two second generation guys on that team. Yeah, that's for sure. That's true. That's true. Well. Um, yeah, I that I I'm actually it's interesting that you say that. I hadn't thought of that new crop, but I'm glad you brought it up because that's I mean, I'm looking forward to the to the games that count, right? I'm texting a buddy of mine yesterday, texting an Angel fan and a Dodger fan. We're on this group text the three of us. And this Angel fan always drops the gloves and goes for the jugular. It's great. <laughs> right? And the Dodger <laughs> fan today cuz I had texted and I said, "Hey, Justin Upton had 6 RBIs." And he starts laughing and he goes, the Dodger fan goes, wake me up when the season starts. And the Angel fan, you know, wasn't, isn't too high adjusted enough. And then I knew that. So I was just kind of poking the bear. So what could he do? So I that's like Justin Upton, man. I take Justin Upton on my team. No, you don't. You don't want, you don't want what comes with him. Uh, maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. So. But I will tell you in Anaheim right now, you will see equally as many Shohei jerseys as you will Mike Trout jerseys. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's it's I mean, shocking I, because Mike Trout's kind in, of in – the, in, the in the hobby and baseball cards right now, Shohei is way up and, and Trout is actually on a decline, yeah. which is crazy to say, but it's because he's been hurt. So, you know, everyone's – you know, it's kind of a what have you done for me lately with the – you know, with the veteran players uh, and obviously Otani coming off an MLB or excuse me, an MVP season where, you know, he pitched any hit <laughs> yeah. versus Trout, who was hurt for most of the season. You know, everyone's off Trout and on Otani. So, yep, 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 exactly. I know. exactly. Well, Mike, this has been fun. We got to get you back in the clubhouse again. Okay. We got to. We're going to have a sure. ton of different topics uh, this year that we're going to talk about. Um, and you're, you're going to appreciate this, but next week we, uh, I co-host a decade series with a good friend of mine named Jackson. And next week we're dropping a podcast. We just filmed it last night. We're dropping a podcast about the 1941 MVP. And I took Joe DiMaggio. He took Ted Williams. And we debated back and forth on who deserved the MVP that year. Cause Teddy hit 406 right that year right but joey d yep. had the 56 game hitting streak, and he wasn't very far behind him in, in a lot of the numbers so it's gonna be fun but we'll have you back on we we got plenty of stuff to talk about uh this season and um and we'll make sure that we mention uh mention your uh your is it heads up cards heads up sports cards yep heads up uh, we cards. we group break uh baseball cards every night on facebook uh, we live broadcast. We open the cards. Uh, we actually just hit a a really nice card. It was a triple autograph of Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Trout, and Ronald Acuna, all on the same card. Wow! Uh, so wow! Pretty awesome. Hold, hold on to that card. <laughs> they actually the, so three guys hit it. They split it. They sold it. They split the money. They all made a uh, a pretty nice profit on the uh, on the on the transaction. So sure, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Oh, but we'll have, we'll definitely have you back on. Um, and I'll tell you a few things offline here in a second, but top fans, heads up sports cards. 
follow it on Instagram. Look him up. Mike's a great guy. He's a Red Sox fan. Um, we'll make sure we we make some uh, mentions of that too when we we post this on Instagram. But this has been fun, Mike. Thanks for joining the clubhouse. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, Bill. I'm ready. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Awesome. Top fans, uh, enjoy this one. We haven't had a uh, podcast yet with a Red Sox fan. We've had a father-daughter team um, on YouTube, but we haven't had one on the, the podcast. So this is exciting to have Mike on. So Mike, thanks for joining us. And we're grateful that your daughter could join us too. This has been great. Right. And she's She's been happy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill.